American NBA players. They got podcasts. They got nice hair. Spot up shooters who get hounded on defense. Assuming that they went to Duke is not a crazy pretense. Wide American NBA players. When you inbound pass, you better beware. They come off the bench. They're the energy guys. Your uncle's favorite player, but you don't ask why. Wide American. Wide American. Wide American. The European white guys are scary. We are here for another show. <laughs> this motherfucker. I hate this motherfucker. This motherfucker. Sound I had to come back in. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna start this over. Wide American NBA players, they got podcasts, they got nice hair. Spot up shooters who get hounded on defense. Assuming that they went to Duke is not a crazy pretense. Wide American NBA players, when you inbound pass, you better beware. They come off the bench, they're the energy guys. Your uncle's favorite player, but you don't ask why. Wide American, wide American. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> what the fuck was that? We are here. Sports has been brewing. It's new eras, new waves in sports media. And the white guys are taking over the NBA. Welcome. I tried to show some support to the white fellows today with my um, Ivy. You know, I had to put the beautiful picture up there. Sure, did, you say, did you say IV, bro? Yeah, ain't that what they call it? Avatar, Avi, profile pic. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> my Avi there. My Abby. How you doing, man? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. You know, your boy feeling good. I was over at the beach this weekend. Got some sun on my body. Got to play in the water. You know, feel great. Feeling good, feeling great. Black and highly favored. How you doing, my boy? Uh, it's a little a little gloom, gloom around the family lately. Oh, around really? the family. Let me hear this. So we're gonna start off with my cousin recently passed away. She oh, was in, she was in a car accident, rest in peace, Yasmin. Then they had called yeah, they called my mom this morning and said the car burst up in the flames. So when they went to go um went to go see her, they really couldn't recognize her. It was like and then you sit back and think like, because we was just talking about how DC Young Flies, mother of his kids passed away, bro. Then you, you like, dog, this a, it really happens fast. Life yeah. just be happening real fast. Man, this is a. Uh, I am sorry for your loss. Mm -hmm. Well, divine destiny, you know. Hopefully, you can find understanding and um situation guys put in front of you. Yeah, but this is so I got a video clip, and this is kind of 
how most of our family is with certain people. Yeah. Because I haven't seen Gaz in a minute, but it's just, it's crazy because she's one of the cousins that always asks, oh, so when Cameron coming back home? You know, stuff like that. Because I've always seemed to be going somewhere. Yeah. And then when they told me, he was like, make sure you tell Cameron. I was like, ah, oh, man. <laughs> it's like, I, you 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 remember you only remember the times that when they just kept asking for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Make but then this clip, this clip, this clip right here shows that that we can appreciate good people, even with DC Young Fly's family going through it. But her friends, Miss Jackie O, said this about her while she was still living. Personality wise, friend. Like some days, everybody has good days, bad days. Jackie is pretty the much same the same every day. Every day. And yeah. I always tell her that I value that in her. I'm so excited <laughs> Jackie's here. Jackie is like the best. She's the most bubbly person in our in our friend group. I've yeah. never yeah. felt at one moment yep. that you've ever taken any of your friends for granted. I watch how you, I'm an observer of people, and I watch how you go hard yeah. for everybody. All the you time. fly across the country. All the time. Yeah. You'll fly to another country. You will, <laughs> All the time. whatever, you're on time, you're punctual, you come with your energy. Like you never take yeah, any, I and I don't think you take life for granted. I don't think you take anything for granted. Like to just support you. Like you said, to be a venting yeah. ear. I or feel like when she for has you. a problem, she's still bubbly when she's telling yes. me about it. Yes. <laughs> she can get yeah, and it can be a problem. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she'll say when she's not happy with something. I think you definitely speak your mind, but you still say it's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I deliver yeah. everything jokingly. I think you do. It's a good idea. LOL after everything that are funny because like I, I it's yeah, not that serious. You joke and it makes me feel better. I'm gonna have to do a part two and like yeah. Yeah. there's so with much you guys. We didn't even get into the. I know we didn't even got our. We didn't get that. Megan ain't agreeing to it. Then I can't. I can't. We'll put a scarf on. We'll put it in the bun. Put a bun. Oh, and bring Jackie. Come on. What you say? And the key thing they said at the end of that was, we need to make a part two. Well, sometimes you don't get a part two. That's why I can appreciate that they did it while she was right there. You can yeah. appreciate some good people sometimes. Yeah. Well, how you feeling, man, overall? How are you feeling? Uh, I, I don't really know until I see the rest of my family. Yeah. Oh. I, I won't lie to you, man. I, I'm like different when it comes to all this. I don't know how to grieve. I don't know how to even tell somebody to go grieve. Um, I just don't. Like in a situation, I know a lot of our viewers probably can agree with this. I kind of just uh, sweep shit to the side. Like I just try to get shit done. Um, I try to focus on my normal, my daily flow, keep my mind off of things. Because I feel like when I start focusing on it, I. It does nothing for me, bro. Like I don't know how to grieve, so I'm not gonna sit here and tell you to go grieve or, or try to remember the times that y'all had and nothing like that, bro. But hey, I hope you pray. You say prayed up, and um, you can find understanding to God. But that's the thing. So it's like, like as I grew up with Yasmin, it wasn't so the the cousins that I'm close with. Is close with her, so it's like 
when I'm around them, I know it's going to affect them more than me than it would like a closer, like one of my closest cousins. Yeah. So it's always that thing where like, it's like, yes, it's sad it happened to her, but I'm sitting here like, oh man, I hope this don't happen to such. <laughs> like, like you can start getting selfish, like, oh man, like you try to think about how they feel it, but you like, dog, what if I got that cousin? I got that call about the cousin that I never talked to all day. For real. For I feel you, bro. I mean, everything gotta make sense within your your quarters of your life, like. Everybody going to grieve, but you do got to take out the time to be appreciative for what you do got in front of you. Those family members that you can't rap with every day, you can holler at every day, who got your back. And then for some people who don't got them family members, them friends who you could be like, damn, I got a friend that I can call, or I got somebody that I know I can lean on. And if you don't got somebody, like, uh, I, I really hope people make bonds in this world because that's important. Having people, having that somebody that you can actually depend on through hard times. Hmm. I wish you would get better Wi-Fi. Yeah, I, I heard better bonds and then you just went silent. But better bonds was getting me thinking, bro. Better bonds, relationships, all of that applies even in the workplace. Mm. But recently, we had a situation that blew the TLs up. And my boy, let, let's, let's just see what my boy had to say about it. You may, you may understand once you hear it. I don't know what his plans are. I don't know what he's trying to pursue. I don't know what he's after. But if Shannon Sharp needs me, I'm happy to be here for him. And if that included him wanting to come on first take, the bosses at ESPN know. That is something I would support. Yeah, man, that would be a crazy setup with fucking Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp. Um, those arguments would be legendary, to say the least, in my opinion. So how do you feel about the whole situation regardless? I mean, I really so... I've watched a couple interviews and a couple things on the situation. I really don't know exactly why the buyout of the contract has happened. I'm not sure what all the things that happened over there, why was there some type of disagreement through it all. But um, I will say I heard him speak on Skip, and he said that his relationship with Skip is as good as ever. They had to have a sit down and be good with each other, but they are. And everything is good in the, on the east side of the house. But it could have just been a higher management thing. Like, he coming to the end of his contract, buying it out or whatever. <clears throat> Maybe they couldn't afford him no more. He has made waves over there. Did a great what job. Mean, what, break that down. Of what Go back. What do you mean couldn't afford Shannon Sharp anymore? Well, he has been able to create. 
a brand in himself with the Undisputed, with Club Shay Shay, and also with him going on other people's podcasts. Shannon Sharp has become something much bigger than just a Hall of Fame football player. And that says a lot. He has become a fucking personality. He has become a fucking sports analyst. He has become a brand all in all. And what that does is it increases your value because now what is Fox bringing to the table to Shannon Sharp? Or what is Shannon Sharp bringing to Fox? Not as it's a compatible argument because he is just as big as anybody else I have on the Fox network right now. He is just as big or bigger. So at the end of the day, he can raise his price. And he don't have to change. If y'all telling him to apologize for things that he did or y'all don't like the way that he has been, he doesn't have to apologize. He doesn't have to do nothing because his brand is strong right now. So you're telling me you can raise your price in the not even at the end of the contract? This is a buyout situation. There's not a lot of information on who actually bought out the contract. Because even most even most athletes, if you look at the shows that they have, the production quality of what Club Shay Shay is, most athletes don't put that into their show. It's few, far in between. Yeah. And yeah. then even if it, and then people are quick, quick to forget. People are so quick to forget hyping up. Oh, Shannon Sharp's uh, markability, Shannon Sharp's this and that. People are quick to forget that the only reason he was available for Skip Bayless to bring on Undisputed is because he got fired from CBS. Most people didn't think that Shannon Sharp had the personality that he had now that resonates with families and homes like people forget where was the start of it. People forget about the start. Yeah. And they so quick to bash Skip Bayless. I understand Skip Bayless is has his own strong opinions and his own way of thinking. But at the end of the day, he gave two black men an opportunity after they got fired. I don't I'm not bashing Skip. I don't I do see that. So I see like uh, a lot of the celebrities, the athletes, like when all that stuff happened, when Skip had said stuff about Tom Brady comparing him to Shannon and all that. I saw like a lot of uh, athletes on there like talking bad about Skip. <coughs> Excuse me. But I can't say nothing bad about a man if the people who have sat in that room with him, across from him, in that corner with him and argued and talked and built relationships. If they can't say nothing bad about him, if they saying he's a stand-up guy, who am I on the outside looking at the man on the fucking screen to be like, oh, he, he's a terrible person. If they are steady vouching for this man, it must be something genuine about him. So he has literally said, fucking Stephen A said it. Stephen A even said it. Like, that man has done so much for me in my career. Fucking Shannon Sharper said it. He has done so much for me in my career. You wouldn't know me in this light if it wasn't for him. Like so, I don't see how you could see that you were. I'm assuming that you was going the Charles Barkley route and trying to diss the white man. Uh no, I didn't make it sound like that at no point of what I was saying. But nah, so 
nobody is your avatar. No one, but we're going to talk about that later. Yeah, no one has said anything like he's the reason why none of this shit. So, hey, I don't think nobody should be bringing up Skip. Only time we should bring up Skip is what is next for Undisputed. Who is going to be sitting across from Skip next? But that's it. But that's the thing. So you, we're talking about what's next for Undisputed. Have the likes of Pat McAfee, have the likes of different ranks, have the likes of the pivot is slowly changing the podcast, sports, media, culture, the Draymond Greens, the Gill Arenas. Yeah, it slowly is changing it, but you also got to think about it. It's slowly changing it. There's not going to be a drastic change like that just because somebody's contracts got bought off. That show is going to get its wings again. Undisputed is going to take back off. It's going to get somebody else sitting in that seat to argue with Skip Bayless. Most likely, it's going to be another journalist. Most likely, it's going to be uh, Polangi. And just to say the least, like, they just going to make it make sense. You feel me? It ain't going to – how do I put it? It's going to be another white man sitting across from Skip for a little while. Okay, so there I will have to disagree with you. The optics of that won't even be able to resonate with the people because it's always been black on white. All right. So, so if look, you have somebody you there. That, though, try, if you keep that up, you're building another narrative, though. You're building another so who, who? So who do you think they're going to get? They're going to get a white guy that, that has a little swag to him, like a Max Keller, t- Kellerman or Nick Wright? Or J.J. Reddick. Why would they get J.J. Reddick? I'm just saying, I don't know the exact person they're going to go for. They probably already been doing their screening. They wouldn't make, they wouldn't allow the buy-in out of the contract if they didn't have plan C's lined up. So are you for, are you for certain, are, are we assuming that because of Skip's age that he is going to try to maintain this, this, debate style format show since he had cold pizza because that's what he's known for like he's not going to pivot right now he could then because his his podcast by himself isn't isn't really that engaging well so he could try to make a pivot he could go like uh i think it would he could make it work skip could make it work because he has a Big personality. It's just because the podcast isn't working, that doesn't speak volumes for what the network could do, what Fox could bring to the table when it comes to him being in that studio with him and Molly. I don't know if Molly's going to be around, but whatever the fuck going on. But, hey, he probably could make a pivot and be in there just arguing himself, taking in questions from the fans, you know, like the whole Pat McAfee thing. They could do a rendition of that. How could he? But he already has his show, and it doesn't do as well. So they basically can format that and say, "This is what the number is going to be because this is the Skip Bayless show, and and we don't want it to turn into the Skip Bayless show on our prime time." Yeah. I don't know. I hope they figure that shit out. But I know Skip is going to be good. Why do you I, hope I, they figure it out? What? What? what I like what, Skip. What, I like Skip. To see both like, of them win, bro. I hate hearing a lot of this shit Skip saying so much, right? That every time he starts talking about one of my favorite players or he starts ripping into some shit or he starts talking up, this is the year for the Cowboys or let's go Spurs. Bro, I, I click. 
I could. He has me. He threw out that line, that hook, and I'm caught. I have to go there. I have to listen to what Skip got to say just so I could disagree with it. So I hope he is successful in this transition because I don't want to see this this world of sports without analysts like Skip Bayless out there. I'm a fan. So since you love the Cowboys so much, you would like him with you Mike Irvin? Bruh. First off, first off. That's what it sounds like. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't even know what's going on with Michael Irvin. I just heard that he was in a situation like earlier today, but I'm not sure what's going on with it. Could you break that down for me? I don't know anything about Michael Irvin. The only thing, the last thing I've heard about Michael Irvin was him falsely getting cues for making a play at them girls outside of the hotel lobby. Then when the accusers came out, and Michael Irvin was in the right, it's more of like cancel him because the public perception, but it's not an apology when when it comes out that it wasn't true. Wait, he hollered at some, they said he hollered at some girls outside of a hotel lobby? So basically it was, no, that's what came out. So wait, basically wait, first, the first, first off, first off, first off, before we get into this, use a, use a, Terrible motherfucker. First, you're gonna say, I don't know what's going on with Michael Irvin. Then you get into the whole deal of what's going on with Michael I thought Irvin. You, <laughs> I thought you knew that. No, come on, but no. So basically, he um, he got it was basically on the harassment charge, a harassment claim, not charge. Let me not say charge, a harassment claim, right. And he's yeah. married, and you know the whole shebang, shebang. So as the women tried to accuse him of harassment, then they took him off everything. Off the, all accusations, they took him off everything. And his accusations and Michael, Herb, Michael Irvin's past history. I don't know if you know the story of Michael Irvin, but he was a I very know. wild yeah, he was a very wild. wild man back in the day. Then a couple months later, after the investigation, you know, if you're a part of the NFL or NBA, if you're not a part, if the, the people that work that are not hired by the FBI, the next paycheck they're getting is the NBA and the, and the NFL to figure some shit out. As John Morant, they gonna figure some shit out. But come to find out, they had footage of him and the situation that actually happened in the hotel room, and the charge the charges that was filed everything got dropped because you can clearly see in the footage he was minding his business but the accusation of harassment that's what weighed more than the actual verdict so now it's like a situation of chris carter i don't know if you remember chris carter yeah. situation of all these athletes that was accused of something but nothing ever followed but the name is just so bad ever since that bad media that they don't really get another shot. And some of them have money that they don't want to go out like a Marcellus Wiley and do their own show and just start up on the YouTube by themselves. They like, man, we done with it. If I'm not, if y'all not trying to give me a check, I'm I'm just over it. Like that took a lot out of me. I got my money. I'm good right now. And it's pretty crazy, honestly, that. An accusation can end everything for you. 
So it's not the truth that you must be fearful of. It, it's just the, their word against mine. Mm-hmm. Man, because even wild. even because even working this weekend, bro, I had I had told I told my homegirl I was like I was like man, this is a dangerous job. So where so where I'm at. So I'm taking over for somebody right now. So I have to meet all of her little clients. You you, you know exactly what I be. So mm-hmm. I meet her clients, getting to talk to them. They were UTA weekend. I'm getting to know them and stuff. Then 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 as soon as I walk in, they you just get the smiles, and and, and my, my my boys they laugh at me because when I'm around, I'm like ah oh, she won't be like it's like they'll send me that meme like. Oh, oh, she if she say bless you, oh he can probably already say, oh, they want him, they want him. But no, I've got I I've gotten awareness of when somebody checking for you. You get what I'm saying? Like I've I've got that awareness by now. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you six my celibate, my boy. Keep going though. So, so I always put your business out here. What's wrong with these people? Keep but, going, man. But so I'm getting to meet them, chop it up, tell them where I'm from and stuff. And then it was like, um, my um flight chief was like, So do y'all have any other private questions do y'all need and stuff like that? What? Was, yeah, that's what they asked them if anything changed before they go to, you know, before they physicals and stuff. It's different. What? Oh, yeah. it's, it's different. It's different. We'll talk about that next. <laughs> but but so yeah, so they some of them were like, oh yeah, I got something private, private. The 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 woman I'm replacing just happened to have a whole bunch of females waiting to go. So I'm like, all right, so I'll take them. I'll take them to the little thing. I'm like, oh, you guys need to uh, talk about. They just get real comfortable. One talking about birth control. The other one talking about an underboob tattoo. Like, it's just, oh, yeah. I y'all it. trash. Y'all trash. First and foremost, y'all trash. <laughs> y'all trash, bro. So, for wait, what? <laughs> y'all have impressed. So, first off, the birth control, she's going to get put on birth control at boot camp. Y'all should have wrote in what birth control she was already on so that they can already have the replacement ready as soon as she gets there. But y'all cheeks, y'all don't care. Y'all just gonna let her go down there and tell the drill instructors, ain't y'all? This is what y'all do. Y'all not gonna do the paperwork. Hmm? Bro, I don't know anything. You know what? I I had to tell her something that I didn't. But I didn't know nothing about that. Man, bro, and, and it's crazy, right? That, it, it's crazy. Never mind. Don't even, don't even stress it, bro. Don't. I don't want you to stress it. But y'all trash. And then the underboob tattoo. That's within regulations. Why does it even matter? Why didn't y'all just document it? You going too far, bro. You going too far. Bro. I don't, I don't know what you mean. I that's bro, what better. I told her. I'm telling you, bro, you need to be better. Be better than the rest of them, bro. Just do the job the then right I, Bro, first of all, first of all, I don't have access to no. nothing. I'm saying when you get when you start on your road, oh, yeah. just, just be better than the average one because these are the stories that we used to hear about them over there, bro. Like they just were lazy. They didn't do the job. The people would go in and have a bad taste in their mouth because it's like, 
Oh, I didn't have no help. Yeah. They just had me take the test. That was the first. That was the first question I asked when I first met them, and I was like, because they were just uh, was in there by ourselves. And I was like, all right, so the people that I'm I'm seeing, because it's the first time I seen them. All right, so the people I'm seeing, I was like, I don't have a phone or anything right now, so you can't contact me. But so, how has the process been from from you trying to get in till you get to this point now? Boy, they start complaining. <laughs> it was like, it was like, oh, this trash. They don't pick up the phone. And this dude I was with, he hurry up and change the subject. He hurry up and change the subject. I was like, I opened the can that I think I don't think I should have. And that no, moment. you should. So, bro, one of the things I used to always do, and sooner or later we'll get back on topic, but this is the floor of the show. So y'all just gotta brace yourselves. So one of the things I used to always do is. I used to give them my times, my hours of operation. I used to show them my government phone. I said, this phone always works. This phone always rings. I said, but I am a family man. So when I go home between the hours of, say, 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., please message this phone. Do not call it because I have obligations at my house. But if it is after those times and I see a message, I will call you back. If it is after those times and you call me, I will answer or I will immediately call you back. But understand I am a human being. I will miss phone calls because there's other people that I must attend to. So just being transparent with them motherfuckers. And a lot of people refuse to be transparent. Yeah. And why are, is why and why is transparent so important? Transparency because you you got somebody's fucking livelihood in your hands bro you like you don't get it like they don't even get it them kids don't understand how much power you have right then you are fucking you're orchestrating their whole career the next four years of their life four to five so the little the little bit that you can do is just take care of them in the minimum form all right, I'm going to get you in shape. I'm going to get you to boot camp. I'm going to make sure you're prepared for what you need to be prepared for. I'm going to make sure that you get the job you wanted or close enough. You get me? Because, like, bro, it, it's not that hard, bro. I say, it, I say, with only time I had a hard time with kids, it's the overweight boys who didn't want to come in to work out. So then I had to drive to their houses and things like that. Or females cutting weight. That was a hard one. Yeah. Look at them. Look at them. Nah, show us them real soldiers. Show us them uh them Air Force, them airmen. That's what we want to see. We don't want to see no Marines. Everybody know how Marines are made. We want to see them airmen. Let us see how them airmen are made. So, 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 so what is the beef Equal between fights. the two? What is, the what is, what is, what is the problem? Because you said oh, they're lazy. I don't think, I don't think so. As I am slowly coming in, like it's. So I, I would say this, right? Because you have some that talk about the difficulties of it, like oh, this, this is could be difficult, or this zone is slow and stuff like that, right? But then, then, then 
like a couple of minutes later, they talk about, yeah, well, I came in today at 11. Um, that may be <laughs> you might want to start there, you know. Like, yeah, so, so I'll, look, bro, I'm gonna cook it like this, man. They lazy, the Air Force recruits are mad lazy. You know, I'm not gonna let you I, put that I, on. I, I, like, I, so let me I'm just not do gonna this. let me, you do it. I did, I correct me at the end. I'm gonna make my statement. Air Force recruits are mad lazy because they can be. And when they, how we look yeah. at laziness in the Marine how we look at laziness in the Marine Corps, y'all may not look at it like laziness, but you already know how it is in the Marine Corps. You're supposed to be in that office from 0730 until your boss said that you can leave on recruiting duty. So from 0730, the first thing you do, you come in the office and you make sure your schedule is set up in the system. That is literally what you're doing. You're looking over your schedule, making sure it's set up at 08. See, recruiting duty in the Marine Corps, it's a fucking checklist every day. A zero HO boss should be calling you, asking you, what what is your schedule looking like for the day? Who do you got coming in? Where are you supposed to be at? Blah, blah, blah. Every hour is literally on a digital calendar that your boss and the whole recruiting command in the Marine Corps can look at all throughout the day. If you change something, they can see it. If your appointment doesn't show up, they call you constantly throughout the day make phone calls make send messages on instagram do this do that constantly so all throughout the day a marine corps recruiter you working you really ain't got no option you got to be out there working because if you don't then the proof is in the pudding oh he's sitting in walmart parking lot he relaxing he bullshitting well, what they do you mean proof is in the pudding? if you're not having results that's one thing but if you don't have the actions to show that I, I'm actually out here putting in work, that's the second thing. So no results and no work, that's your ass. But no results and you putting in the work, then it's just you might be doing something wrong. You get me? No, because that's basically the same thing. I'm try no, trying it's to not. see that is not. what is, that is, what is breaking y'all apart that's making it feel like the Marine Corps is so much better, which is not. All right, bro. Look, how do y'all get y'all names? What do you? How mean? many phone calls did you make this week? Last week. Well, how do you need to know all that? <laughs> Why do you need to know? I mean, all I'm that just asking the question, bro. How many phone calls? Not even you. The other recruits who sitting so, there. So, so how do the I get my been out there. We're gonna start off. Can you can you oh. start off with your first question? Yeah, how do you? How do name? I get my names? I know the school gear yeah, list, but I'm saying, how do you get the qualified applicants? First of all, some don't even. We're not going to get it. See, I see. If I say certain things, it's going to throw some people under the bus. All I'm gonna say is there is a system, right? And you talking about schools? Some people haven't been to schools in a minute. No, I'm not saying they've been in schools. I know that the schools. Every year, every school is required to give the military a list of students who have not signed a waiver that they don't want their information released. So every school is obligated. Every public school is obligated to give the military that list. So what I'm saying is, how do you guys get the qualified applicant names? It depends. It depends on which location you are in. I can speak for my location, and they just drop almost three to four every other day just fill them out online because 
the perception is always the Air Force is the best. So these kids nowadays just go online, fill an application out, and they just drop in the bucket ready to leave the next week. All right, bro. So so that's what I'm saying. You you answered that one for me, right? So in the Marine Corps, we call that's that. What? You answered how did y'all get the qualified applicants? It's just a, they drop every other day. They drop every couple of days, three or four up in there. You just hit them up, right? Did, did right. I miss? All right, so in the Marine Corps, it's called an EPPC, Electronic Portal, some shit, right? It's an EPPC. Them shits, they come out probably like every three weeks, bro. You will get an EPPC and you will get one. You'll probably get four of them up in there, right? But then the EPPCs, they be tied to things like the firework competition. So kids get fake names, fake numbers, and we just got to scrub them out. So then you'll end up with like one, but this motherfucker missing three toes and two fingers. So we wouldn't even be able to count those. So how the Marine Corps get our names, right, and qualify applicants is we call the houses, my boy. You have to, we get them lists from the high school, and we make it over 100 phone calls a day. Calling parents, trying to get on the phone with kids. Constantly, all day. A hundred phone calls don't sound like a lot. Bro, I don't know to some people, but it might not sound like a lot. But you probably What do you mean a hundred phone calls don't sound like a yeah, lot? So when I first got on recruiting duty, that- it didn't sound like a lot. When I first got out there, I was like, oh, I could do a hundred in no time. But then when I started you- doing it, it sounded like a lot. Like it was a lot. But if you keep out- hollering about if you keep hollering about, oh, I make a hundred phone calls, or we're doing all this, or you might get one. Why is retention? Why is the recruiting so low if y'all are putting in so much work? Answer that question for me. Why are people wanting to be Marines today? Right, Where so is the stigma going okay. wrong with I want to be a Marine? Where is that has fallen for our people? All right, so look, right. The reason why we got to make so many phone calls because of the requirements to join the Marine Corps. So you make all these what phone requirements. Listen, stop talking. You got this thing. You don't listen. You just talk. So when you're calling these phone calls, what you're doing is you're creating a pack sheet on these kids. You are asking them the eye combat V implants, concussions, operations, uh, fucking. Vision, what the fuck? Uh, metal tattoos, allergies. You asking them all this shit. You are trying to disqualify every person you are on the phone with. That is the obligation when you're making these phone calls to disqualify the people because you want to li- end up with a list with only qualified applicants. So you're grilling people to see if they are disqualified. Majority of the time, the people that you call in the schools are disqualified from the Marine Corps. So we make all these phone calls. Let's say you make 100 phone calls a day. You get in contact. You get on the phone with four parents. Parents pass the phone off to half the time. So then you get on the phone with two kids. Out of them two kids, one of them is disqualified. That's just from the screening on the phone. That other kid, you probably get that appointment. He comes in. She comes in. Now they got to take the test. Now they got to pass the each test. If they don't pass it, now they disqualified. So it's a constant thing with the Marine Corps. We're trying to screen you to disqualify you because we only want the qualified applicants. So do you only you ask- want the qualified applicants? Because that's so good to say. But in recent in recent memory, 
there has been even you watching the screen right now there has been so many so many marines that's not up to par as previous day that most veterans will say what do you think the issue is because you can keep pushing this qualified applicant but if you've been in for a while most marines will say right now that oh the marine corps isn't how it used to be and is that right or is that wrong no that's right and i'll tell you why nobody literally me and you would say the marine corps ain't the same from when we joined right our our seniors they would say the marine corps wasn't the same when they joined but you always got to look at it through the lens of is the marine corps doing this for the betterment of the marines or are they doing this to hinder the progression of marines the marine corps is making changes to actually better the marine corps they're doing things to show the junior leadership like when me and you were junior marines we felt like we got shit on a lot and we didn't have nobody to talk to. So now the Marine Corps has thing in place called a pack violation. If a Marine feel like you are violating them or you are doing something to disrespect them, they can fill out this pack violation. It will go up. The investigation will start. If you have done something unlawful, that is to protect the junior Marines from unlawful orders or unlawful treatment. The Marine Corps is trying to improve on a lot of the things that were getting done to people in when we was coming in and people pride us, they're trying to ensure that things are actually getting better. And in doing that, bro, that shit don't always go perfectly on the first try. It takes time. All I heard is was excuses of why the military isn't the same anymore. Because uh, you keep, God. you keep, bro, you've been you in keep, for like you eight keep, years, keep, eight nine keep, years, and you talking you about keep, the same. Then nobody. I did not say the same. I'm talking about the people that I've talked to. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have my career. I wouldn't kept the years that I have in there for it. I wouldn't kept the careers and wanted to maintain and want to progress if I felt like the change wasn't needed. I'm talking about from the people that's even following the show. Shout out. Shout out to you, Sid Ob Seven, for even following the show because I think that people are actually taking into account that we're talking some real things. I'm not, I just what I try to explain to people. My career isn't going to be your career. Mm, keep doing that. Keep telling them. Keep telling them. But I'm not, I'm not going to negate the people that still have a, a disdain taste in the military until it comes up to Veterans Day until they can get their free meals. And then after that day, they go back to having that bad taste about the military. It's there. Yeah, it's gonna always be there, bro. No matter what the branch is, it's gonna bro. I find this thing right about military members. Well, I'm gonna just say Marine Corps members because you know I've been around the Marine Corps for my whole eight, nine years. You got to do different branches. But I found this thing with the Marine Corps that we train Marines in so many things, right? But the number one thing I think we train Marines in is to be fucking disgruntled. Marines are professional complainers. Professional complainers, bro. Have you ever been in a workspace and listened to Marines complain about the little shit, bro? You, you're in the Air Force now, and you probably hear them complain about shit that you looking like. It ain't that bad. But they complain about it like it's the end of the world, don't they? 
Well, not now, but my last unit there was. But like right now, no, no. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Motherfuckers are professional complainers. It's like because you never know how good you got it until it's gone. So all these Marines complain about the Marine Corps, then they get out, get hit with the real world, and what they do, they start hitting up their boys who recruiters. Hey, bro, uh, what can I do to get back in? Twenty four seven. But what's the what's a what's a real world problem? Because when people I get can't out, tell you, bro. Get, no, I'm saying I can't tell you the first I never thing got they get out. The first thing they get out is you've talked to people that got out. The first thing they get out to do and they get disability. That disability is almost equivalent of the base pay. So how like how hard could it actually be if you're getting base pay when you get out? If you claiming disability, because seem everybody seems to get it. How about you break that down for us, bro? Because you actually got out and you did the hustle. You did the workflow. So you break it down to us. How hard can it actually be? So me, I've all, I've got out and I've had the plan of what where I wanted to go. Me getting out during COVID stifled that plan, but I still had the plan. You get what I'm saying? So I didn't have the 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 back backfall of Oh, let me go get this disability. Let me get a real estate life. No, I had a plan of what I wanted to do. I knew I couldn't get that easy money that everybody was getting. And in a way, that benefited me because I found out other ways, putting pancakes in boxes, working at a strip club, like other ways, bullshit ways to make money. Then I realized, oh, I can get paid to go to school. Oh, I can get this benefit, not even using my post 9-11 GI Bill. That came later. So I didn't have to work or I didn't have to sit there 16 hours. I I, I tell them, you may have to do it. Probably I give it a max six to eight months. You will have might have to do it until you get in a position where you can just chill. But so people get out. Right. And just try to wait on that disability check. You letting two or three years go by, and then now you getting back pay, but you ain't built no skills. Mm. So I say this right, and one of the the difference between you and a lot of people that I know who got out is I don't know where you got it from. Because I think the Marine Corps is your first actual gig, but you had first a hustle job. about you. You had a hustle about you, and we look at a lot of our peers who got out back when we was um finishing up our first enlistment both and all like 30 now um but a lot of them bro they they wasn't hustlers in the marine corps they wasn't good at the job they was consistent with doing what they were supposed to do they didn't make them good so when they got out they wasn't hustlers out there in the real world they wasn't looking for jobs they wasn't fighting to keep jobs they was just good with oh i know the check gonna come in eventually i'm sitting at my mom's house until then Oh, yeah, blah, blah, Like, just the same old shit. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that was a a plus for you. But one of the things that we always see, bro, when, when people get out of the military, not knowing how good they had it, because what do we do? We join the military fresh out of high school. We don't know the real world. We was under our parents' roof, or we was fucking living with somebody. We don't know what the real world is like. So when we join the Marine Corps, the Marine Corps gives us, or excuse me, we join the military. The military gives you housing, gives you insurance, medical, dental. They gives you fucking pay. 
you think life is fucking sweet on the outside because you're like, oh, the Marine Corps suck, blah, 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 because you're not really looking at all the shit you're actually getting. But then you hop out and you get the real world and you're looking like, damn, I really got to, I got to step my shit up. That's why you see them boys who get out, they ain't get a haircut in a year and a half. Everybody <laughs> start getting dreads. Start <laughs> napping their shit up because they can't afford it. If, do you think that's where it is? They can't afford a haircut. It's bro, not. Oh, you don't think it's an option to just not cut your hair, bro? I really be thinking they can't afford it, <laughs> bro. Man, it's an. I just. I don't know why. I never. I never thought about. Like I thought about getting dressed while I was in, but when I got out, I just was like I don't feel like doing all that. Let my bro, when you out. got out, bro, you stayed with a haircut. Just like you was in, because it wasn't the same like traditional like Marine Corps haircut, but you kept a cut because you had money in your pocket. These boys be so broke, they ain't got no money in their pocket, so they can't keep a haircut. They got to put their money to the most responsible things. Oh, we got to pay bills. We got to do bro. And they don't properly prepare themselves when they get out, when they doing all this stuff. They say TRS failed them or they leadership didn't properly prepare them. But they was getting out of the Marine Corps. They saw they they saw that end day. So and how do you they, feel like content creators like Shane Official that complains and cries about the military? Or do you feel like he's crying about the military? Do you feel like he's actually giving great insight on what is the life after and the life inside a Marine Corps mind? Oh, I think I feel like he's crying about the military, honestly. Um I feel Why like he, I think he's giving great information. Yeah, so there's always gems and everything. When you hear somebody talk, you can hear the gems within the bullshit. But I don't know his complete story about the things that he was going through while he was in. But I always find it quite weird when people get out and they bash the Marine Corps transition, like the transition that they provide for you when you're getting out, the severance through the Marine Corps. You get paid to go take classes to learn a new trade. You literally get paid to go take classes, to learn new trades, to create a resume, to adapt to the outside world. What job in the fucking world will allow you to prepare for your next job? What job in the fucking world will allow you to go take free classes and not come to work and still get paid? Pause. See that, and then that's a complaint that most military service members have is because yes, we get that privilege to go train for another job, but then that's where people complain about leadership being toxic and they won't allow me to go because they want me to stay here. How do you feel about that? All right, bro. So I have some terrible leadership since I've been in. You have too. I know your story, right? But what is one thing that kept us together? We knew what the fuck a leader could and couldn't do to us, right? If leadership come with some bullshit, we always was on our P's and Q's. We had our shit together. Either that's talking, networking while you in the Marine Corps. So, bro, you know how many great leaders I met? Like, I know I had a handful of bad ones, and some of the great ones wasn't in my direct chain of command. It was just like black dudes I met here and there, older ones who always pulled me in like, hey, man, like, do it like this. Keep your shit together, like always checking up on me. And that allowed for me to have my shit together. I couldn't get shit on if I knew I, I can't, 
do you get me? I'm listening. So I know it's toxic leadership in the Marine Corps. And I'm a leader now, so I know I've been a leader for a while. I know that I, I might get viewed as that to some people. But shit, bro. I feel like it's easy. Even with toxic leadership, if you know what you're allowed to do, you're allowed to do it. You get me? Like, they can't stop you. Request mass. Requesting mass ain't no weird shit, bro. Protect yourself, protect your career and your transition. Do what you gotta do to make your life easier. Do you get me? Yeah. Do what you gotta do to make your life easier. So stop bitching about the military. <laughs> that's what that's what I got from that. Stop bitching about the military. Yeah, yeah I mean like, you can bitch, bro, you but I bitch that. too. Like I bitch too, bro. But you can like shit. I bitch all the time on the cast, like on the podcast. But bro, honestly, God is good, bro. Like I'm still alive. I'm still breathing. I ain't got much to bitch about. And it might just be my outlook on things, but like, I'm gravy, bro. I really ain't got much to be complaining about. You know who has got a lot, a little to complain about? Who that be? The Miami Heat. Oh, I thought you were about to say Gunner, bro. Well, yeah, go ahead. Do you want to talk about that? I don't, but I thought that's where you was going. I thought you were about to bring up <laughs> um, this and everybody. Talk about my bread and butter. Nah. Have you listened to the song, though? Yeah, I listened to it. Listen to it. I had to, bro. I knew. What do you mean boy. you had to? It's hip-hop. Is it good hip-hop, though? He's a current relevant artist, so everything going on with him is supposed to be talked about. So one out of ten, would you rate the song? I would honestly rate it a seven. That's point was it? You said that's low? Nikolai Jokic. <laughs> All right, yeah, go ahead. They looked just so good. They looked just so good. Did they, though? Bro, like, I'm going to be honest. The stressful series that Miami inflicted on themselves going all the way to seven games against the Boston Celtics and then they're playing in Denver because you know how so many people talk about how the elevation and how high the altitude is in Denver. Yeah, really couldn't expect Miami to come off game one as strong as they should have. Oh, yeah, but Denver still looked it good. All right, so I don't hold this game one as like some tell-of-tales that this is what this whole series is going to be. I believe Miami is going to come back in game two tomorrow fighting, showing that they are prepared to win. But that don't stop me from saying Denver looked it good. That doesn't stop that. Denver looked it good. Like, that's just plain and simple. Yoke is just looking like he wants that first ring. Aaron Gordon is playing great defense. You get me? Like, bro, it's – they look good, man. And I do I do want the Heat to answer. I do want Jimmy them to come out there and uh, to get that game to victory because then we'll have the talks. Then we have the – how do you win a series if you're Miami? How do you maintain dominance over this series if you're fucking uh, Denver? How do you create Jokic to be the most dominant motherfucker on that floor at all times? 
because you're going to see that Miami's going to attack that pick and roll defense. This next game, game two is coming up. They're going to be on top of it. They're going to attack that. Like, come on, like the switch. Bro, I'm expecting a lot out of Miami in this game too. I know that what you were just saying about game one, like they just had a long series. The Nuggets had their legs under them. They had a lot of rest. But rest could be bad too sometimes, but they came out and they showed that it wasn't for them. But you, I think you're giving them too much praise on this game one because literally Strews went 0 from, 0 from 10. Duncan went 1 from 11. Like these, like Caleb, Caleb Martin went like 1 from 11. Like they, they weren't even shooting. Denver had a remarkable night. They barely missed shots in the first half. And the Heat still kept the game within nine. This game should have been a blowout. If we're talking about how dominant the Nuggets were, but the yeah. Heat still kept the game within nine points. Well, that's been a Heat team. They never let it get past twelve or fifteen points. The way well, bro, and the way that the it looked should have been a blowout. Yeah, but that's the Heat's team, bro. I that's why I think they're gonna win game two. And Look yes, you saying that I'm giving the Nuggets too much credit, but bro, one game on the road to the four is that's something to celebrate. We're not saying that we're bringing out the fucking banners or nothing like that, but all right, we got one. Let's get three more. It's a check in the box. Never say, I would never say it's something to look at, but previously I talked about that Bam need to step up offensively, and he had him a night scoring. He was getting in his rhythm. But shooting 26 shots and only getting 20, 20 what was it, 25 shots, shot 26 points, it was something that similar, bro, you – you can't be shooting t- up 20 some shots and only score 20 some points. Nah, bro, he good. Keep putting that ball up, bro. Because if he keep getting them, if he keep getting them shots, bro, he's going to have big nights. They need Bam to be shooting that ball. Yeah, some nights they're not all going to drop, but keep shooting that ball if you're Bam out of bio. He needs them possessions. So he needs 20 something shots that's taking away shots from the shooters. And if you saw how close the game was? Not, Did you see how not, close the game was? If it's not going to translate into you getting fouled and you getting free throw, like you're just really taking up space. All right, so look, right, in that game one, Bam gets 25 shots up. What does the Nuggets have to prepare for now? I don't, I don't think they, they, have, I to don't think they have to prepare defense for Bam out of bio having a big night. Now they got to have a presence. They got to have Aaron Gordon dropping down for help side defense on Bam out of bio. That's going to create space for the shooters to shoot. How much did they win by game one? Uh, what was the final score? I don't know. If they won by double digits game one, why would you add more help defense to Bam Adebayo? Because it's game one, bro. Now you do, you do too much talking, not enough listening. Why... <laughs> why would they give this nigga get cursed help? off? Go ahead. Why would they get more help defense to Bam Adebayo when they when he was not a real threat in them winning double digits and they can just still play that same defense and hope that Miami shooters have another off night again because they're not going to keep oh. having off nights with these. Hope in the NBA finals, 
No, you make you make adjustments to everything that you see, even if you win. If you what see you them having just- an inkling of an inkling of success with one of your setups, you need to make switches. You make okay. adjustments. What switches are you specifically talking about? Because you're talking about giving more help to Ban Bam because of his offensive performance. Don't that's going to leave the shooters even more open than they already were. Caleb Martin right. and Struce is not going to go one for 34. That, that sounds good, bro. It, it does. It sounds beautiful that they're not going to go one for 34 again. And I don't believe they are. But at the same time, you have you have to give credit to your defense on why they're not scoring like that. You have to say that our defense was doing good. Look at these that ball should have got Mel sooner. It should have, but I'm just saying, even even if it didn't get there sooner, look how wide open. Look, like look you at think, this. Look at this hey, mismatch, Jimmy. Like, why would you do a switch there? Why would you? Who are you talking about? Why not let Jimmy Butler Who'd handle you? that ball? It was Jimmy Butler with Jokic, and they did a switch to put Michael Porter on him, and uh, Shoes got the ball on the three, and Jokic was on him. You should have kept Jimmy with the ball with Jokic on him and allowed Jimmy to create. Bro, the ball is going to drop for them in game two. Miami's going to come out and get that victory. It's going to be a 1-1 series. Uh, Miami's going to go up 2-1, then 3-1, and then... Do you think Miami needs to win this game to stay in the series? Yes, I do. I do. I know a lot of people are going to be like, game two is not a must win for Miami, but in my eyes it is just for their their confidence. I know Miami has been that team. Like, they they don't get too fucking scared 24-7. They kind of just keep playing their same style of basketball. But this is the finals, bro. And I feel like things could really get scary for a team in the finals. Yeah. But I expect Miami to come out with some fire under their wings and to get the job done here. And I'm willing to put money on the first basket, man. Like, they tried to switch their ball screen a few times. And that was problematic. What do you mean put some money on the first basket? You know, DraftKings, they do this uh, thing where you can predict who's going to score the first basket. I think Bam Adebayo is going to get that bucket, um, get the big man started early. Yeah. Why would you, why would you put money on the first basket? Because that's some fucking money you can win. What do you mean? You need all of your money. For Earl Spitz and Terrence Crawford. Oh, you think I'm worried about that? 150, baby. I'm ready to take your money. And that's crazy because I remember you betting $50 and all of a sudden you get over here and just get confident. Just, oh. I was watching, I was watching film on I was, I was watching and then I was like, I'm confident. I did see some inklings and some shit Earl Spitz be doing, but I'm confident. I'm confident. All right, man. Hey, look. 
Man, I ain't about to sit up here this whole time. I got to bring this shit up. Why be this J. Cole, bro? And I have listened to this thing a couple times now. I went to the gym and I worked out to this song. Am I a real J. Cole fan if I keep listening to this shit? I mean, I don't listen to it. So <laughs> so I don't I don't I really don't know what you talking about. If it ain't about that bread and butter, then I don't really like <laughs> But that song low key is really hard. I can't even lie. Yeah. I thought it was so what cool. Do you mean, why this, oh, what do you Nah, if you don't know about it, we ain't about to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it, but the song is a hit. He was talking his talk on it's that. It's a hit? Bro, that motherfucker slap, bro. That motherfucker slap. He said some shit about Drake, too, man. Man, that motherfucker slap. I'll send you that motherfucker at the time. I get the name of it. It's on his new project, though. Hey, I thought he that Dirk project was... Uh, I, I thought that Dirk project was mid. Speaking from the bottom of my heart. I like that Samuel Walker project though. She got that track with Charles Gambino. I like that. Ain't about that bread and butter. The careful cut, I put that on my dead brother, yo. He talked so much, I showed him I'm a real hunter. Won't say it, but he know I still got real cutters, yo. Yeah, I'm right back in our last man commas. To all our fans, man. You ain't by talking to all our stuff. What we doing here? I need to let them know. Never put the nigga always say that bread and butter. Love my bro so much, I never change on him. I don't want to go and do the work, bring you the damn profits. Cussed on my own, I always didn't know how to sell product. They ain't gave me shit, I got so long, came from the damn bottle. Every nigga speaking on my name could have some real problems. We are not the same, ain't in my lane, I got my own column, yeah. People shit, I'm seeing niggas fall back. You bitches niggas got me at the topic of the chat. You switched on me when you know you in business with a rat. And the boy that's like your brother ain't nobody speak on that. The city see it clearly if I had to stay the fact. You still fuck with a nigga that ain't got your pano. How these niggas talking only new one cause it's snake. You rap but need more strings. How do you put my name on wax? You ain't even believe. I ain't have to watch my back. It's niggas really talking. How you think we then got snatched? Nobody sent the kite. I said and roll away to get back. This shit didn't get off track. Let's get it back on track. Going all out when it's by that bread and butter. The careful cloud, I put that on my dead brother, yo. He talked so much, I showed him I'm a real hunter. Won't say it, but he know I still got real cutters, yo. Yeah, I'm right back in our last man commas. I had been down bad inside a dog tunnel, yeah. Put them boys, I found out who my real problems. And who was only with me cause I had dollars, yeah. Fuck, I pay the lawyers out on meals for. Fix sure I won't have to say a word that that's your railroad. Niggas find it hard to understand, though. Y'all can't put me down, I've been locked down, don't know which way to go. Never get no statement, no ugly, to take no stand on them. Oh, whatever you niggas on it, trust me, I'ma stand on it. Lawyers in the DA did some sneaky shit, I fell for it. On my P's and Q, because it's time I be prepared for it, y'all. Post shiny niggas throwing shade, though. I can get on here, but I'ma just chillin', just see how I go. 
Why they say you want some smoke with me? Ain't in my time zone. Any given day, I could just pop out one of those side doors. Gonna eat too slick, you ain't gonna know which way I played. She too hot, I can't even put no money in. Put up, pop out like what the fuck you niggas said. Ain't with all that talking, it's the last time I'ma say. I don't think I'll sit the way I keep popping these meds. I finally found out it's just the way the devil dance. Had too many niggas run out there that bit my hand. I got too many folks to feed you, just don't understand. Yeah. Going all out when it's by that bread and butter. The careful cloud, I put that on my dead brother. 